1: Remember, Broncos
0: country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being.
1: Boom, as you can see, guys, a little different installment of the Gut Reaction Mile High Huddle podcast. I am solo this evening, Chad Jensen is uh, otherwise occupied and so is our producer Scott. So it's just me solo. A little different tonight because of those circumstances. So many comments, so many questions and interaction I want to get to, but I can't get to everyone by myself. I'm going to go a little more rapid fire, maybe a little less analysis from me tonight, but that's okay because we have the normal um you know, post game show tomorrow, the aftermath episode as it were. So welcome in everyone. Again, this is the the gut reaction. Uh, podcast So the Broncos victory, the Broncos won a football game. It was nice to see they beat the Arizona Cardinals and they did so relatively convincingly. We're going to get into all of that from the game tonight. I'm going to get you Patriotex. I'm not going to leave many supers waiting guys again because I am solo Patriotex $5 super. Thank you so much. He goes, it doesn't mean much, but I will take a Broncos victory any day. Enough said MHH for life. Definitely. It's nice for the Broncos to get a win. Ultimately doesn't matter too much over the scope of the season because the playoffs are, you know, uh, impossible now, but it's always nice to see the orange and blue come out on top in any occasion. We got Marcus Duran, 1999 Super. Thank you so much, Marcus. Uh, He says, happy holidays, guys. You too. Uh, fine overall win today. I'd say three fourths or better uh, rest of season gets Hackett his job back. And I'm for it. As long as we ditch Barry and maybe out. And I'd like to see Hackett uh, year two go Broncos, no matter what Marcus, I think you still might be in the minority when it comes to this opinion on Nathaniel Hackett. And here's where I stand. I don't want to poo poo any victory. You know, it's, it's hard to win in the NFL, no matter the opponent, no matter the uh, situation. But, this was still a Cardinals team that was without its starting quarterback was down to its third string quarterback, just lost its GM. They're a team that's spiraling, you know, all things considered, even without Russell Wilson, the Broncos should have won this. So it is nice to get a victory, but I don't want it to give any members of the fan base or the front office for that matter, the ownership group false hope about what the fatal flaws in this team are why they're only four and 10 right now. And we're not talking about a team that went to 10 and four, perhaps. So I don't know, Marcus, that I can get on board with you about giving Hackett another year. Let's see how they uh perform in the final three games. If they beat, you know, they beat Kansas city in the second game. Maybe I would warm up to it a little bit. They have fought a little harder the last few weeks, but these last few weeks, one win, one loss, a loss to Kansas City, a win over the Cardinals doesn't cover up the stench of what this year was, mostly because of uh, Nathaniel Hackett and the coaching staff. But I want to give a shout out really quickly. I see I see Brad D in here. I see William Catalano, Ronnie Garcia, Jay Cozad, uh Lord of Liberty, Michaela Parker, the Duchess, Bama X, uh, James Webb. We have so many people. So good to see you guys celebrating this Broncos win with me again. I'm going to scroll through. I see a super from Joseph Linares, $2 super. Thank you. Uh Poop Rottenberg blows. Yeah. You know, this is the thing about the game that we saw today is it doesn't matter who the quarterback, it doesn't matter uh, what defense they're playing. If you don't have a proper offensive line, Uh, the quarterback is going to be on his back. And you saw that with Brett Rippon. The interior needs a lot of work. And this is why I laugh personally at people on Twitter or whoever that suggests the Broncos go wide receiver or running back in round one. No, every resource the Broncos have, if you just watch the tape, I don't care about analytics or stats or data or whatever. If you watch the tape, you see how bad the Broncos O-line is. And it's been that way for years. They've neglected the offensive line for years. That has to change ASAP. So round one in the draft, give me an offensive lineman. Free agent dollars, give me offensive lineman, baby. We got BK, $10 super. Thank you so much, BK. 168 yards rushing. This game just shows that improving an O-line via coaching and personnel will help this team Seahawks showed us that Russ needs a good running game to lean on. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what it comes down to for me. I'm not on the give Hackett another year bandwagon. I still, I, I have been beating this very table and this very drum for so many years now about the O-line. That's number one. Regardless of Hackett, if he stays, if he goes, they got to move on from Butch Berry and they have to upgrade at least three starters. I'm looking at Reisner, Cushionberry, and and whatever right tackle decides to suit up on any given Sunday. I guess it would be Billy Turner. But the encouraging part is you see the glimpses. You see what even a running back like Latavius Murray could do. Hats off to him, by the way. Uh, Big outing today. If you just establish the running, give the offensive uh, the offensive line can hold up for the quarterback. Good things can happen. It's not that hard. Hopefully the Broncos uh, brass is paying attention. Uh, let's keep going through. There's so many, you guys are incredible for the constant stream of interaction, comments, questions. Seriously. You guys are the best uh, Naj Al top. Hey brother. Feels good to get a win. Thank you for the super Naj. Uh, A sense of relief. Really? Thankfully, rust missed out on getting sacked seven times. Lots of chatter. Hackett will be kept thoughts on which assistant coaches will be gone. If that happens, I just mentioned one Butch Berry to me has to go, um, there's no offensive lineman that got better on Barry's watch. They've all gotten really worse. So when that's the common denominator is the coach, it's time to replace the coaching staff um, or that assistant. I'm not um, also immune to moving on, obviously, from Lauren Landau or Vince Garcia, whatever strength and conditioning coach needs to fall on the sword. That has to happen because the Broncos have 19 starters now on IR or 19 players, excuse me, 19. That's a chunk of the team that's on injured reserve. Millions of dollars on IR. So uh, strength and conditioning coach staff, whatever, that has to be changed. The offensive line coach, Butch Berry. um, I don't even know. Would you guys – I'm going to throw this out there to you. Would you guys consider moving on from Zach Azani, the wide receivers coach? We all loved him because what he did with Cortland Sutton, but Cortland Sutton does not look like the old Cortland Sutton this year. And I don't really see a receiver – um, you know, namely Montrell Washington, for example, that's really stepped up and blossomed this season. So, you know, regardless of hacky being kept around, you're gonna see some turnover on the coaching staff. But if you have to pinpoint one assistant coach that should get his walking papers, Butch Berry and Justin out, you too. you can go. All right, what else we got here? Hueto. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. I'm assuming that I did. Uh, if I didn't, I apologize. We're still getting that down on the Mile Heddle podcast. 499 Super, thank you so much. Uh, He goes not about the GM or QB missing. It's about our offense beating their starting defense, keep Hackett. And if it doesn't work, move on and draft Caleb Williams. I guess a lot of y'all are coming around to keeping Hackett and I get the optimism. You know, I get that you don't want the Broncos to start over. You don't want the Broncos to blow it up, go through another coaching search, another culture install, you know, all the different moving parts that happen with a regime change, but Again, does a victory over the Cardinals, which is the first one, by the way, on American soil since September 25th, that's months ago. So does that negate all of the bad? I'm asking you, Weto, and I'm asking everybody else in the chat. Does it negate what you've seen before this game? Does it negate the lack of a punt returner, the crowd counting down the play clock, him hiring a coach to coach the coaches? him hiring a game manager, uh, you know, and, and Jerry Rosberg, does this victory or a six-point loss to Kansas City, does that really overshadow all the other bad that you saw? If your answer is yes, then you're entitled to that. For me, I'm not quite there yet. You want to beat a divisional opponent or you want to have a really resounding victory, I'll maybe get on board. But this over the Cardinals, I'm not ready to say, listen, keep Hackett and, you know, tank for Caleb Williams, um, In a worst case scenario if i can find a better head coach uh, sean payton i'm gonna do it regardless
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast
1: Uh, we got Ren99 hopping in, $20 super. Thank you so, so much, Ren. Uh, happy to see us win, even if it is against a bad Cardinals team. And it was a plus seeing us in the end zone two weeks in a row. Go Broncos, hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Yeah, the Broncos had three touchdowns today. So not just one, not just two, but three uh, obviously the running game was paramount in that Murray got in the end zone. Matt got in the end zone and uh, Eric Tomlinson got in the end zone as well. So again, it's nice to see a victory. It's nice to see an NFL franchise actually score points and touchdowns like a competent NFL franchise. So I agree with the sentiment, Ren. Appreciate you. Wedo uh, again, a 199 super. Thank you. Uh, all we need is an O-line use the first three picks in 2023. I'm not against it. I mean, you boil it down. what, Name something else that's more important than Russell Wilson for next season. I'm not talking about 24, 25. I'm talking about Caleb Williams of the future. I'm talking about the season in which the Broncos are, without a doubt, absolutely guaranteed, stuck to Russell Wilson. So what's more important than 2023? Nothing in terms of Russ. It's protecting him. It's giving him the weapons, the coaching, everything he needs to be a competent, maybe even upper echelon starting quarterback in the NFL. Again, that's the number one priority. So I am not opposed to dumping any and all resources into the offensive line. I'm going to just scroll through here. Okay. Pronounce my name perfectly. Hackett is learning. I appreciate you as always. Dollar 99. Super Um, really quickly. I see Lord of Liberty. Uh, Zach, I get you want to get rid of Hackett, but it means nothing. If you keep Russ as your starter. See, that's where we disagree and that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. I have seen more glimpses out of Russ that he can be something than I've seen out of Hackett, that he can be something as a head coach. And the fact that he got a victory with Brett Ripon over a Cardinals team that checked out for the year, it doesn't do enough personally for me to jump on that bandwagon and say, yeah, let's give him a year two and uh, bypass another coaching candidate that can maybe get this team from four and 10 to something more respectable. Maybe we'll, you know, maybe we'll align on this Lord of Liberty by the end of the season. But right now I am not there yet. What else? What else? Gary Palmer. Always good to see Gary Palmer. 1999. Super. Thank you so much. Hey, Chad, Zach and Scott. I, uh, it's just me, but that's okay. I know it's the cards, but a win is a win. That's right. You know, it's the same thing I said about the Texans game way back in week two. It felt like a loss against Houston of all teams at home, nonetheless. But a win is a win is a win is a win is a win at the NFL level. And you never apologize for them and you try not to poo-poo them too much. So I don't want to be the wet blanket tonight. I don't want to put anyone down or rain on anyone's parade. I'm just keeping things in perspective. It was a singular victory in an otherwise train wreck of a season. Uh, really quickly, I see a comment that I I do like here. Uh, Jonathan Peterson retain Evero at all costs. Yeah, the defense is balling, man, and you finally see the Simmons again. It's against Cole McCoy, so let's not you know it's not against Mahomes or something like that. But you saw the level of safety and the caliber of player that Simmons can be, what he's paid to be, in fact, by the Broncos. So yeah, definitely, if I can, I am retaining a zero Evero. I am more than likely doing in a worst case scenario. What the Cowboys did last year with Dan Quinn, which is pay him a lot more money so he doesn't go anywhere. And if he wants to stay here, he'll definitely have a job uh, for whatever coach that uh, comes in and takes over for Hackett, if Hackett does go. Tim Durr says, you'd be willing to trade away our first to get Peyton's at. You know, it's tough. It's up. I put myself into a corner with these kinds of comments because, on one hand, I want the Broncos to really do whatever they can to address the offensive line. On the other, they can't do that if they're giving up a first-round pick for a head coach and Sean Payton. Maybe I can negotiate with Mickey Loomis and New Orleans and see if they'll take a lot of cash because they're so cash poor. Maybe they'll take a player like a Simmons or a Cortland Sutton. Maybe they'll take a second-round pick or they don't have a second. Maybe they'll take a third. And a combination of future picks. I do not know, but we don't have to worry about this more than likely, Tim, because Sean Payton probably wants nothing to do with the Denver Broncos. He wants nothing to do with Russell Wilson. If he had his choice, uh, or if I were Sean Payton, I'm going to L.A. and coaching Justin Herbert. That's just me, though. All right, what else? What else have we got here, guys? Scrolling through the comments coming in hot and heavy again. If you if you're joining us late, this is the Gut Reaction Podcast of the Broncos' victory over Arizona do not adjust your monitors, your screens, whatever. This is a solo edition. The normal uh, lineup, Chad, uh, joining me on the podcast, Scott in the background, returning tomorrow for the aftermath. So, again, guys, I apologize if I miss a comment, Mrs. Super. Rest assured, we will make it up to you tomorrow. I am trying my best to cycle through as fast as I can. Uh, BK $5 Super. Did y'all see the reporting by Schefter NFL saying that teams need to act less hastily firing GMs and coaches looking at us? Well, I mean, tell that to teams like, I don't even know, Matt Rule in Carolina or Urban. I guess Urban Meyer, there's a reason why. I mean, it was a a four cause firing, but I, I really don't care what the NFL has to say about this unless they're like threatening a fine or a docking of a draft pick. If the Broncos want to move on from Nathaniel Hackett, they would not be the first team to do so. The precedent has been set. I'm not worried too much. It comes down to the conviction that either George Payton has or the Broncos ownership group has. If they want to move on, they're going to move on. Oh, wow. F.A. coming in with the Magenta 49.99 Super. Thank you so, so much, F.A. Hope you're enjoying this Victory Sunday. Great win, finally, but no way Hackett comes back. Only way he comes back is if they win out, and that's not guaranteed. Keep Azani, move Sutton to the slot next year, and have Patrick and JJ on the outside. So I guess we're not bringing back KJ Hamler in this scenario. And I'm fine with that, I guess. I would like to see what KJ could be, but what he's been to this point has been an injury-prone player and, quite honestly, a disappointment as a second-round pick. Yeah, I... If they change coaching staffs or Hackett stays, if Zach is comes back. I'm not too worried about that. I was just trying to think of any coach that whose unit has underperformed this year and wide receiver to me, maybe with the exception of Kendall Hinton and the occasional Jerry Judy glimpse, we haven't seen much from the wide receivers, but if they want to move around sudden and try to find a better spot for him and keep JJ at the X spot at wide receiver, I'm all for that. The bigger deal FA is getting Tim Patrick back because as you see on the field, no matter who's the quarterback, they need a safety blanket out there, and there are a few better safety blankets in the NFL than Timmy P. Gueto, again, thank you so much, so, so much. 499 Super, love the solo show, Zach, appreciate you. Uh, how do we know Drew didn't make Sean Payton just a little nervous there starting over again? I want Hackett to succeed. I get that, and I get the apprehension of – Uh, me maybe personally describing Sean Payton as a god, a deity, a guy who's going to come in and bring the Broncos back to the promised land in year one. I I thought the same about Nathaniel Hackett, quite honestly. I I take the L on the Hackett hire. But Sean Payton's obviously way more proven, way more experienced. And if you watched what New Orleans did in the post-Drew Brees era, I mean, it's pretty impressive turning Jameis Winston, of all people, quarterbacks that literally eat Ws, Into a highly competent passer that might turn the ball over, but he's going to score some points as well. If you can get Sean Payton, you could try to, you you should really try and get Sean Payton. But if you don't, if you have to settle for Frank Reich, Dan Quinn, whoever, uh, that's fine. As long as you have an innovative offensive coordinator that's going to maximize Russ's skill set, that is all I care about. Point blank, period. Michaela Israel. $5 Super, thank you so much, Michaela. Good to see you. Hope you're enjoying this victory Sunday. I agree with more promise in Russ. Too little, too late from Hackett. Should have given up play calling earlier. Melvin Gordon, need I say more? Yeah, I was going to tweet this, actually, but raise your hand if you miss Melvin Gordon. I'll wait for the dust ball to roll by because ain't no one missing Melvin Gordon because he did nothing special. And you see a running back in Latavius Murray, who I think is, in my opinion, less explosive than Melvin Gordon as a running back, but look at the game he put up today. Show me the last time Melvin Gordon had a game like Latavius Murray did today, and that's behind an O-line that's just, you know, uh, unspeakably inconsistent and always changing and revolving, and a lot of players that shouldn't be playing right now are playing, and Murray just busts off long run after long run. It's credit to the Broncos' O-line too, but it just showed that they had no need for Melvin Gordon. And the only reason he stuck around was because his head coach liked his smile and liked the idea of Melvin Gordon more than the actual thing, which was an unreliable fumbler who hurt the team. Latavius Murray is not that. And I really enjoy watching him play for the Broncos. All right. I'm going to scroll through. It's it's there's, you guys are amazing, man. Honestly, there's so many comments. It's overwhelming in the most, in the most amazing way. Crazy cases, at least Zach keeps it, keeps it real, unlike others. Listen, you know, I'm not going to get into a, a, a peeing contest on the podcast. Like, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, and that's what makes this podcast network great. You get a little bit different from uh, each person. Like, different strokes, different folks. All I can control is what I can say and what I feel, and I'm always going to give it to you with my view on the matter, which is, I hope, down the middle. Okay, uh... Naj, again, thank you so much, Naj, 1999 Super. To me, the best thing about today and last week has been Judy's play that gives some hope at that position. Dulcich looks solid at tight end, and Mac looks good. We need a completely new O-line, and Russ needs to improve dramatically. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. I mean, all goes without saying, it really does. Dulcich is like the biggest surprise to me of the year. And Damari Mathis, by the way, can we talk about him for a second? He is a rookie, but he is growing every week, and he's really rebounded from that pass interference fest that was called against him earlier this season. They have something in him. They have something in Dulcich. And, you know, the players that you're mentioning, Naj, Dulcich, and I'm talking about Damari Mathis, Marlon Mack looked good, and uh, Latavius Murray looked good. Those were all players one way or the other imported by George Peyton. So for anyone who's on the fence about firing George or wanting the Broncos to move on from him as well as Hackett, you have to take in mind that he is an expert scouter. He is really good at evaluating talent in the draft on the open market. He is really good at assembling the roster. I'm not going to say he got it wrong with Russ. I think he got it wrong with Hackett, but he has shown more as a GM that's worth keeping than Hackett has as a head coach, just a little rant aside from the fact I see a lot of people wanting the Broncos to fire Peyton. I'm not there yet. I probably will not be uh, this season. Uh, F a again. Thank you. So, so, so much. That's so generous. Seriously, man. Uh, for 49.99 99 super. Rare. Wow. Uh, there were almost 16 K no shows at the game today. Owners are definitely paying attention. The more I think about it, Zach fire, the entire offensive staff. Evero has had just as much injuries on his side of the ball and he keeps them humming. Yeah. That has always been the thing, uh, the argument to excuse Hackett, excuse out, and excuse whoever the injuries. I mean, he's still playing with a shortened deck, uh, Zero Evero. There's some players that are not out there that he would like out there, and it would make the Broncos defense better. But that's the mark of a good coach. You got to play the hand you're dealt, you have to adjust accordingly and do the best you can. And 99% of the time this year, Zero Evero's best has been really good. And he has been really good in teaching the secondary and taking them to the next level. I talked about on the offensive side, what's one player that has gotten better on on the offensive side, maybe with the exception of Dulcich or offensive linemen, all got worse under Evero. Mostly every player has gotten better, especially in the secondary. So Evero is definitely a keeper. And if he doesn't want a head coaching job, um, he's more than welcome to come back to the Broncos for year two. Okay. I'm gonna go through the, yeah, Savage Boy, Kev, Kev we like to get a couple Twitch uh, comments, questions on here, bassy's trash, though, I never understood the the love for a saying bassy I was a big Jaquan McMillian fan, the undrafted rookie who's on the practice squad, but bassy is not great as a backup slot corner, and Michael O is, Michael O is somewhere with uh, Albert O and with Jimmy Hoffa, just on the island where no one knows of, no one speaks of, he's completely disappeared, and Another guy in Ojamudia, I never got the, uh, the love over. Weto again, man. Thank you so much. 199 super. Don't fire George Payton in the end. Could not agree with you more. I want to just take a scroll through the comments and the questions before um, I skip over anyone. I don't think I want to get some non super questions too. Um, Marcus Lewis Hanna says, uh, M- Marcus Lewis Hanna, excuse me, says, even though we got a win, uh, Rippon was poor. I mean, Rippon is, is who he is. I really, he's a backup quarterback that quite honestly is better suited to be a coach than a quarterback. So the fact that they eked out a win, hey man, I give him credit. You know, I, I God bless him. William Catalano, McManus missing that 30 something yard field goal was eye opening. Was it eye opening though? Really? Uh, this is another player in McManus um, that I don't understand the fan club for. I get he was McMoney in the past. But tell me honestly, guys, look at me in my eyes. When is the last time McManus has been McMoney? It's been three years at least since he's been automatic like a Justin Tucker. He is missing way more field goals than he's making, and, and he's doing so when you need it. I mean, in crunch time, he's, there's no way with a home stadium, with the altitude the Broncos have, a veteran kicker who's very highly paid, should be missing a 30-something-yard chip shot. No way, no how. He deserves way more criticism than he gets. That's my opinion. I'm going to go down to the bottom really quickly and see what else we got. McManus needs to go, Mile High Mike says, yeah, I mean, if I can... Kickers are so, like, weird to find because the best ones are, like, undrafted players or, like, sixth-round, seventh-round picks. You don't necessarily need such a vocal kicker like McManus a I don't know a celebrity in in a sense kicker like McManus you need someone that's going to just do the job and do it well and I don't want my kicker blowing 30 something yard chip shots when three points for this Broncos offense might as well be 30 points that's how I feel uh Jesse says, I take Prater over McManus. Prater was underrated. If McManus is overrated, I think Prater was underrated. I know he had a little bit of a, uh alcohol problem, if I remember correctly, but good kicker, though, when he's on the field. All right, what else? What else? Guys, get your comments, get your questions in. I see Rodney Garcia, I want to get this question. We still need another quarterback as a quality backup behind Russell Wilson heading into 2023. Maybe Jacoby Brissett. I wouldn't mind Jacoby. It's a guy I've been down on. Uh, he's not a starter, and even though in Cleveland this year he's looked like a decent starter, but he's had the the luxury of good coaching. If they have a good head coach in place and a good coordinator in place of the Broncos, it doesn't really matter who you have. With that being said, I still feel like this past draft, George Payton should have taken a flyer on a rookie quarterback. It doesn't really matter who it was, but look at Brock Purdy. I mean, Mr. Irrelevant is looking like a future starter at this level. It's, it never hurts to take a swing for the next guy, no matter when that guy may play. So if I had my druthers, I'm saving my money, Rodney, in 2023, and I am drafting a quarterback with one of the picks the Broncos have in the later rounds. Uh, Ton, Ton Van Toole. Hey, Zach and Scott, happy holidays. I'm glad they got a win, but it wasn't like they are in the big game. Well, happy holidays to you and yours as well, Ton. Yeah, it was a, that's kind of how I feel. It was a victory, but this wasn't a playoff victory. This wasn't a playoff clinching victory. This was a win over an equally bad Cardinals team that improved the Broncos to four and 10. They're still four and 10 after getting that win. That's how bad this year is, but. Again, a win is a win is a win. I'm not going to be the wet blanket. I am that enough, and I don't need that. I don't need that guilt in my head for this one evening. Um, Avtar Singh says, win more games. Don't give Seahawks a top five pick. I mean, that's valid. It's, It's going to be a top five pick regardless, but setting the number two overall would really, really sting considering how the rush trade's gone down. So at least for one week, the Seahawks pick doesn't look that good. All right. Again, guys, remember to get your comments, get your questions in, get your any sort of complaints, considerations, anything that's on your mind. How are you reacting to this uh, Broncos victory? What is your gut reaction? Let me know in the comments. Wayno chiming in. That's a newer name. I don't recognize it. So, welcome, Wayno. Thank you for joining the My Idol podcast this evening. Do you think Mac will be back? There's a lot of people we know who believe Denver should go running back in round one, which I believe is stupid as hell. Quite honestly, stupid as hell. Uh, Javante, regardless of whether he comes back at his normal level, you have way bigger fish to fry on offense. So taking it back to your question, if they need a veteran just as a number two that you can rely on, I don't know that I would rather have Mac back or Latavius Murray back or even chase Edmonds who looked pretty good before getting hurt and going on IR. The one guy I'm probably not bringing back though, wayno is Mike Boone. And I was a, one of the bigger Mike Boone fans that there is in the NFL sphere, but he did not cut it as a number three. He did not cut it as a number two. And um, I think the Broncos can upgrade on him. But again, to answer your question more specifically, if they want to have a cheap veteran backup, I wouldn't be opposed to Marlon Mack, but you want to talk about cost controlled and having A more higher upside, explosive player behind Javante. It's another position where I'm probably going in round five, round six. Okay, 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 okay. What else? Bama X, K needs to retire. Yeah, I mean, if K- if Caden Stearns was healthy, K K-Jack wouldn't be starting anymore. They wanted to make Stearns the starter, and they were like transitioning to that. And then Stearns got hurt and K Jack is still starting. So he won't be back. I don't think he shouldn't be back, Kareem Jackson. It should be Caden Stearns and Simmons lining up at safety. Jordan Ellis, how does Hackett's debut year compare to the other coaches' debut years historically? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to pull up like first year coaching records and uh, and all that, compare them. I would assume there's plenty of coaches that have been bad their first year. I'm talking record wise. Plenty of coaches that probably went in a 16 game season, 4 and 12, 5 and 11, 3 and 13. The difference is Jordan. Not that the Broncos lost games. It's how they lost those games. It's who they lost those games to. It's the crucial situations, the clutch moments in which the Broncos lost those games. And if you break that down and compare that to other coaches and historic uh, you know, metrics like that, you'd be hard-pressed to find a head coach that's so completely clueless on the sideline. And you'd, you'd be hard-pressed to find a first-year head coach who was hired to be the play caller and midway through his first year, voluntarily, so he says, gives up his play-calling duties. That is not historically prevalent. That is an outlier of all outliers. So, you know, a lot of people talk about Hackett, he can be Nick Sirianni and give him a year or two, and it's too soon to, to cut bait. There are way more Freddie Kitchens out there after year one than there are Nick Sirianni's. And I think based on what we've seen, today's win notwithstanding, Hackett way more, he verges way more in the Freddie Kitchens lane. So if you want to talk about historical, you want to compare coaches, Cleveland moved on from Kitchens after year one. The Broncos can do the same with Hackett. All right, let's go down to the bottom. If I can catch up on some supers, I will get all of them... Hueto, again, man, you're the you're the goat. You're the goat on this spot, at least. Appreciate you. Uh 199 super McMahon has been missing for a year. Uh, LOL, love him, though. Yeah, he's he's I get he's a likable guy because he harkens back to the SB 50 team, but pretty much since that game, since that year, he's been McAverage. Again, just my opinion. Uh bring back Singleton. Rodney wants to know. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'd still want a um dynamic sideline to sideline, inside linebacker. I want like a Fred Warner on the Broncos. Finally, that'd be nice, but you could do a lot worse if you had to settle for a Josie Jewell and uh, Alex Singleton inside linebacker deal, especially under a zero ever where the inside linebacker position is so devalued.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently
1: F.A., I see your magenta, and I can't ignore it, and you are the man. Thank you so much. Another 49 super. Taking a running back in the first round, in my opinion, is full crazy, unless B. John Robinson is there when we pick, which he won't know running back. Bring back Mack and Edmonds and Williams. Get a running back in the fifth round. You are speaking my language, F.A. I wouldn't bring back both Mack and Edmonds. I'd bring back one of the two and Murray, for that matter, as well. But I am right there with you. Take a running back in the fifth round. Use an a, a undrafted rookie signing on a running back. You can get them so easily. They're a dime a dozen. Don't waste your first-round pick on a running back. Don't you do it, Denver, please. All right, all right, all right. Scrolling through, scrolling through, scrolling through. This is where, you know, Scott really makes his bones, man. We love Scott around here. He makes our jobs a lot easier. It's uh, not not the easiest thing. Keeping up with y'all, which is a great problem to have again. You guys are incredible. Um, what else? What has happened to Dulcich? Guys disappeared since breaking out a couple games ago. Todd wants to know. Listen, I mentioned this on Thursday's show. It's so hard for tight ends historically. Want to talk about historical comparisons. Tight ends transitioning from college to the NFL takes at least a couple seasons. And not only has Dulcich got over the injury that plagued him and is actually contributing, he's progressing, I think at a more advanced rate than most other tight ends. He's already looking like the tight end one of the future. He's already looking like a safety blanket for whatever quarterback is out there. So that to me is a win. That to me is progress. He was a guy where anything you get out of him this year would be the cherry on top. And the Broncos have a lot of cherries as far as Greg Dolstich goes. If he has a bad game, it's going to happen. Again, it takes a little while, a long while actually, for that position to really convert to the NFL level. Okay. Grant says Edmonds will probably be moved on from after next year. I wouldn't be, you know, if they blow up the the running back room with the exception of, um, of Pookie, that's, that's fine. There's no running back. That's, um, worth throwing money at because you have to keep them. They're all pretty replaceable, even though they've had good games for the Broncos this year. Uh, Dulcich playing like Tim Patrick for real, Ronnie says. Yeah, Grant Grant says Dulcich, my biggest surprise this year. Yeah, him again, and Damari Mathis as well. You're talking about a fourth round cornerback that probably should have been like a second or third round pick. And he has played really good opposite Patrick Sertan. Um, Not an easy job when you're playing uh, opposite, arguably the best cornerback in the NFL. A lot of passes going your way. And I think um, uh, Mathis has answered the bell really well. All right, let me just scroll through. I don't want any dead sound because that's awkward for me. It's awkward for you. It's awkward for everyone. It's just not a good look for the show. Uh, what else? I want to get to some new comments. Again, guys, you have any questions, uh, how are y'all feeling about the game? How are y'all feeling about the season? I mean, you hear Chad and I talk a lot. You hear Scott talk a lot. All of us talk about our preferences. After this game, the Broncos are 4-10 and now. They got a victory for the first time in American territory since September 25th. Is that enough to you? I'm looking at you asking you directly. Is that enough to keep Hackett around for year two? Let me know in the comments. And I am going to uh, go through some of the, the, uh, the answers that you have. Uh, Gregory going nowhere. I, yeah. Gregory is, is going to be a good player. If he can stay on the field, that's always been his thing. And as soon as he's on the field, though, he's making an impact and you need a player like that after losing Bradley Chubb and, Uh, you know, you're still breaking in Baron Browning and uh, Nick Benito. Brad D says, Mathis is your corner moving forward. Yeah, he's probably cornerback too, as far as I'm concerned. I I would move on from Ronald Darby if I can, maybe um, trade him or outright cut him if you want eat the cap, hit whatever. But uh, Mathis is the guy opposite Sertan, I think, for the long term. I agree with that. Uh, David Yunkin says, how many picks do we have for the draft? I think it's, is it five or six? I, I'm, I don't know. Top of my head. It's, it's not a lot, but it, you could do worse. There's around one pick, a couple around three picks, a five, a six and a seven, I think. So it's not exactly like you have none. You have a few that you can work with. Yeah. Jesse says solo 24, seven days. OG. I appreciate you, Jesse. That's, it's going way back, man. That's like, you know, six years ago now, it's kind of crazy, but yeah, these, uh, these solo shows, nothing new to me, but I know it's probably, a little different for you guys. What else? What do you guys think about the NFL this, uh, today? A lot of crazy games. The Chiefs won in overtime. A lot of, uh, last second deals going down. It's crazy, man. The parody at this level. Uh, I'll take the win. Flat Earth, Trini, $10 super chiming, and thank you so much, Flat Earth. Man, what a game. I have to say, Rippon clicks with this offense. He made a bigger stride than Wilson has all season. Should we have used him a lot sooner? MHH Rocks, appreciate you, Flat Earth. You couldn't you couldn't make the change. I don't know if you're suggesting they would have taken Russ out of the lineup and put Brett Rippon in. You only do that, though, if he's hurt, which he is. There is no way you make that trade for Russ. You pay Russ what you paid him, and then you yank him for Brett Rippon of all backup quarterbacks. You can't do it, and the Broncos wisely did not do it. I don't know that he clicks with the offense better. I think there's less expectation for Brett Rippon than than Russell Wilson. Rippon is not making $245 million. No one really expects the Broncos to win when he's in the game, and that's flipped around when Russ is under center. So I credit – Not to take anything away from Rippon. I'm not the biggest fan of his, but I'm not his biggest critic either. It helps when you have a running game. That is all I'll say. What the Broncos got from Latavius Murray today, Russell Wilson has needed all year, and he has not got that all year. It's what made him so good in Seattle, playing off the running game, taking pressure off the quarterback and off the passing game. I feel like if Russ was in here in in today's game, if he got the the output that Murray – Gave, you would have seen a similar result if not something better. That's again just how I feel. All right, we got proud Fa- uh, Pharisee, proud Pharisee, two dollars super. Thank you so much, proud Pharisee. We cannot drop back without getting smacked. I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If you guys want to have Bijan Robinson, I asked. I-, I saw a comment that asked me would I pass on Bijan. Really, would I do that? Yeah, because what's the what's the point? You can have prime Jerry Rice lining up at receiver. You can have prime Barry Sanders in the backfield. It is not going to matter if the offensive line cannot block. And the offensive line for the Broncos cannot block. They are terrible at pass blocking. They're at run blocking. They have their moments. But it doesn't matter. Nothing matters unless you have that O-line entrenched and figured out and solidified. So yeah, these comments that I'm getting, we can't try back without getting smacked. Dump all the resources into the O line in 23. I am agreeing with that a billion percent. That is far and away the number one priority for the Broncos is it fixing that offensive line and making it a lot better than what it's been. Uh, Venom Seeker, good to see you. 499 Super, thank you so much for chiming in this evening. The only way I consider keeping Hackett is if he leads us to a win at Arrowhead. But that's not going to happen. So hack it staying is not going to happen. Well, a couple points here. You can't ever say never at the NFL level. You really can't ever say never. As I'm a fan of Mahomes like anybody else, but Kansas City is playing with fire in some of these games. They're playing down. Even with the Broncos last week, they were up 27 nothing. They barely hung on to win that game. Today against the Texans, they almost lost. That game was an overtime. Kansas City had to eke by the Texans of all teams. So it's not impossible. The Broncos, if they play up and they get some breaks going their way and Russell Wilson has a signature Russell Wilson game, you can beat the chiefs at Arrowhead. And at that point, I'm right there with you. And I'm saying not, not for sure. Give him another year, bring him back hundred percent, but maybe you see the, the breadcrumbs that are being laid. You see the rough draft of the overall picture, and maybe that'll convince ownership to give him another year. But again, Let's let's get to that bridge. Let's cross that bridge when we get to it. But right now, all we can do is react to the victory over the Cardinals, and that's not enough. We're not there yet, not even close where I'm considering, eh, maybe Hackett's not so bad. Bring him back for year two. Uh, Daniel Garcia, good question here. If not a tackle, Zach, what position are you taking in round one? I am looking for – I'm not really in draft prep mode yet, Daniel, and you'll have a better um, – a better time asking the uh, draft guys their thoughts on uh, the draft related matters. But if not a tackle that I'm looking for a guard or a center, I'm looking for an offensive lineman. I would prefer a tackle, a right tackle, but they need help everywhere. I mean, you're talking about replacing three starters on that offensive line. So uh, guard center tackle. That's where I'm looking beyond that inside linebacker could use some help. And if you really have to boil it down, I'm more comfortable taking a wide receiver in round one than I am a running back. But I am only saying that I'm only saying that because that's how little I want a running back in round one. I don't want a receiver in round one. You have plenty of receivers that you're going to bring back and you can make do with. You have nothing in terms of offensive linemen as starters or as key backups. So, oh, well, all the way, baby, in round one. Uh, what else, guys? Get some get some comments in here, get some questions in here. I see I see Savage Boy says Bijan is general generational. I get that, but Saquon Barkley's generational. How has that availed the Giants in recent years? I mean, only this year he looks pretty good, but you have a better offensive system in place, better linemen, better quarterback play. That's what makes Barkley a better running back. So I I Robinson's gonna be a great player, and he's been great at the college level, but He's a luxury for a Broncos team that can afford no luxuries. They have to nail down the elementary parts of this roster. And when you're starting Billy Turner at right tackle and you have Glasgow and you have Wattenberg seeing time, it's just not a good situation for anyone involved. And they have to change that uh don't pass on generational talent michael davis says that's your opinion man i'm just saying if they don't have a a line to run behind it's not going to matter but we'll see how that shakes out in april uh kush stinks safety we need a safety and a running back an offensive line that's where i disagree about safety do you really need a safety do you really need a safety in round one it it'd be nice if you're a sure evero, but you have simmons I don't think he's going anywhere. If you trade him, we're having a different talk, but um, you have Caden Stearns as well. And Caden Stearns, hopefully that hip issue is okay, but he looks like a guy that can be a quality starter opposite Simmons. So that's why it's so tough. It's like, where would you go in round one if not an offensive lineman? It's like, uh, I don't know. I guess I'll go safety or defensive end or inside linebacker. It's because there's no greater need for the Broncos in 23 that offensive line. There is none. It's not a debate at all. All right. We're going to, I guess, get ready to wind it down in a few minutes. Wasn't Shub considered a generational talent? I don't Not to me. Anyway, I thought he was really good. He was a really good prospect coming out of college, but I never thought he was like the next Lawrence Taylor. That's why a lot of Broncos country I'm not going to say I was but a lot of Broncos country was bummed at the time and now obviously they took him over uh, uh, Josh Allen but it's uh, it's ancient history now he hasn't played for the Broncos anymore and that's that uh, Brad says safety round four to seven Scott Lawson chiming in would you bring Munchak back as head coach I thought you were going to say offensive line coach because of that I would get on board with but uh, no well, I mean no he, 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 he wasn't anything in Tennessee as a head coach. He is one of the better offensive line coaches. I give him that, but what really qualifies him to be a full-time head coach? And it's also another thing where the bridge is kind of burned. I feel like he wasn't crazy about Denver moving on from him and bringing in Butch Berry and uh, just kicking him to the curb, but that's the business. And he moved to Denver, to be closer to his family. I'm assuming he's enjoying that family time. Uh, not working for the Broncos anymore so I don't think that's all that uh, realistic Scott but I appreciate you chiming in and watching the pod this evening uh what else what else free earth says I say keep hack it uh call this year a learning experience fix ol a new punt returner yeah it's a pretty hard lesson to learn that your head coach looks like a downright idiot half the time but Hey, if George Payton feels that way, who am I to argue? Again, guys, you all are entitled to how you feel about Nathaniel Hackett, how you feel about the Broncos. I'm just, i not ready to overlook all the bad he's caused this team. And the the balloon of hype that was that he came and took a pin and just went, boop, and popped it all. I can't get over that yet. And one win over Arizona is not getting me to that point. But y'all do you. I mean that sincerely. Um, F.A. again, man, you are, you and Wedo, man, goats, all of you, but the support has just been outstanding. Please know Robinson in Denver. He would get hurt behind this line, and I personally know the kid. He's from Tucson, Arizona, and played at South Point High School. No, no. That's what I'm saying, F.A. You and I seem to share a brain on most things, Broncos. Again, great player, great talent. He may be generational, but it. I don't know that it would amount to that much when you're running behind Billy Turner and Graham Glasgow and Luke Wattenberg. I don't know. Um, Sing string guy says, not trying to give you a hard time, Zach. You're a good analyst. I I just don't always agree with you. Great pod. Don't. Listen, I don't want everyone to agree with me. That would be boring as hell. I don't, certainly don't agree with all of your guys takes or, you know, I don't always agree with Chad and he doesn't always agree with me. That's what makes this pod so great. This is what makes this country. So great is freedom of opinion and, Freedom of expression to have difference of minds. And uh, hopefully we see uh, some things the same and you can learn from me. I can learn from you, but I have no problem with debate. I have no problem with dissenting opinion. I am always open to it. I'm always going to tell you how I feel though, regardless. What else? What happened to Tyree Cleveland? Cleveland's gone. Yeah, he's, he's been gone for, uh, for a minute. He went the way of, um, what was his name? Juwan. Uh, I can't think of his name. Thinking of Juwan Jennings, but that's the guy and uh, for the 49ers. Can't think of his name right now. Uh, I would just like to see the Broncos, Nick says, score 20, uh, 30 points in a game. When is the last time they did that? I can't look. I don't know. I, I would be hard-pressed, I would say, last year. Was it last year? Or was it one of the Drew Lock games of 2020? Which is sad that I have to even think this hard for when the Broncos scored 30 points. I don't know, Nick. It's been a while. Uh, they've gotten close this year. They got 28 against uh, Kansas City. Hopefully, maybe. When Russ comes back, they'll crack the vaunted uh, 30-point club. Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday uh, chiming in. That wasn't wasn't what it was. I wasn't Juwan James. Who am I thinking of? Juwan Winfrey. That's the receiver. Doesn't matter now because the (laughs) the point's been made, but Tyree Cleveland went the way of, uh, yeah. So uh, Jeff Saturday, be looking for a job. Kenny Abramovich says, yeah, but... I saw someone on Twitter say, maybe the Broncos should uh, look at Jeff Saturday. This was yesterday I got tweeted at. Maybe the Broncos should look at Jeff Saturday. The Bron- the Colts are always balling, win or lose. And that was before they gave up the biggest comeback in NFL history. <laughs> NFL history to the Minnesota Vikings. They were up 33-0 in halftime, and they blew that game. It was quite entertaining, but Jeff Saturday is not the guy that I want coaching my team. Fun story, I guess, for half the season, but hard pass on that yeah Juwan Winfrey was the guy Todd Moyer said I don't know agree with Zach but respect him a lot I appreciate you and I respect all of you guys as well I mean I, through the Drew Locke thing and I was very I'm not gonna say stubborn but I was really dug into my opinion on Drew Locke and I know a lot of people didn't agree and that's fine I love interacting with y'all and I respect everyone's viewpoint and opinion when it comes to the Broncos all right, we're going to wind it down in a few minutes because it is uh, getting a little slower in the chat and I'm catching up pretty quickly. And we have some content to get up on the website about the Broncos victory over the Cardinals. I'm going to give one last look, see through the chat, to see if I missed anything. If you guys have any last minute comments, questions, concerns, considerations, please get them into the side comments and I will do my best to address them and again if I missed anyone tonight rest assured we'll make it up tomorrow on the aftermath podcast when Chad comes back to co-host with me. I don't think I I don't think I see any uh... Kevin G says if the JJ Watt jump on the line was legal why don't all teams do that and try to get the offensive line to false start the interception was BS. Yeah, I mean it's just one of the things where it's the referee saw it or didn't see it and it's just it happens to bang bang type of thing and it uh that's the way it goes, so. All right, any, um, Joshua says, any big-time free agent offensive line coming up? I have to look through a lot of, like, older washed names on the open market for 23 when it comes to offensive linemen. The one guy that I really want, though, and uh, Nick Kendall has also said the same thing. I give him credit for it because it's a really good shout, is uh, Elchin Jenkins from Green Bay, the guard. I don't know how how much he's going to draw on the open market, but that's the stabilizing factor you need in the the middle of the offensive line. J.J. Watt ate today because the guards and the, the interior was so bad. You have to fix that, especially with a quarterback like Russ, who is on the smaller side and he has to have a clear vantage point to see the middle of the field and get the ball out you got to fix the OL. So Jenkins from Green Bay, that's my guy. That's my big fish that I'm throwing money at if I'm the Broncos. Last year, it was Lyle Collins at right tackle. The Broncos didn't do it. They settled for Billy Turner and Tom Compton, Calvin Anderson. That turned out really well. (laughs) Hopefully, George Payton learned not to do that again. They can't cheap out on the O-line. Jenkins from Green Bay is my guy on the outside. All right, what else? Offer Lincoln Riley, uh, Thomas says, $15 million a year. I don't know about that. It's it's. I don't know about these college coaches coming to the NFL. And after the Urban Meyer disaster, does any team really gamble on another high-profile college coach? I don't know about that. But now I'm going to do a, a hard pass, I think, on on uh, Lincoln Riley. Rodney says, bring Cam Fleming back. I mean, these are the things, like, bring him back, okay, because he's cheap, okay. And he's a good run blocker, but he's not going to be a starter. We both agree on that, Rodney. He's not a good starter at all at the NFL level. And as a backup, can you not do better? If you're looking for cheap, well, draft an offensive lineman. they would be pretty cheap on a cost-control contract. And maybe, maybe better as a pass blocker. So it's another situation. It's like Marlon Mack or Latavius Murray. If you have to, if you want an experienced guy who knows the team, I guess it's okay for short money, but you can do a lot better than settling for Jags. And by Jags, I mean just another guy. And that's what Cam Fleming is. And that, quite frankly, is being generous. Uh, Jesse says, would you take Kingsbury at OC if he's fired? OC? Hmm. I haven't thought about that. I don't know that he'll accept an OC job. He might get another college coaching job, but... Ooh, I don't know. He, he doesn't have, he won't have the same type of quarterback he had in Arizona and Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson is not Murray, at least with his legs. So how well would he be able to do? That's my question. Number one, number two, there's a lot of Cardinals fans. What I've read on Twitter is that he gets um, very cute in the second half in his play calling and the Cardinals have been known to blow leads. And I think for him, Kingsbury blowing leads and losing games in that, Way has gone back to his time at Texas Tech. So, I don't know. I I would lean just quite frankly on the side of no. He's a little bit of an untouchable prospect for one year. I think he needs to go somewhere else and rehab his value on another staff in some assistant role and then maybe take another swing at it. I don't know that I would uh want Kingsbury as OC, but you can do worse. You can do a lot worse better than hack it, I guess we'll say. Um What else? All right. I'm going to go through one more last sweep through of the comments and the questions for this evening. Todd says, do you think the Broncos could decide to move on from Sutton? He has really cooled off the second half of the season. I don't, you just paid him and he is your number one, I guess on paper. So if I would lean toward keeping him because Russ needs his weapons and You want to work from a position of power or leverage. You don't want to rebuild the offensive line and rebuild the receiving core and rebuild the backfield. It's just too much in one year. And then you'll be on year two with Russ where things have to get moving. So I'm probably holding on to Sutton and hoping that a new coaching staff, better quarterback play, whatever, can kind of reinvigorate him. But the the scary part about Sutton has not been the injury he came back from, the ACL. It's been his attitude on the field. And I literally, you know, I have a signed Cortland Sutton helmet on my bookshelf behind me. I, I'm a diehard Cortland Sutton fan. Had been since the moment he came onto the Broncos team. But he's not fighting for balls out there anymore. It's not 80-20 balls when Cortland Sutton's going up to get him. They're 50-50 at best now. And he looks a lot of the time like he has no interest in being out there. That's my concern with someone like that who is coming off an injury and just got the bag. They just got paid. You worry about him taking his foot off the gas, him not having that same fire, the same fight. But I am inclined to give him one more year and hope that he can get back to the level that we saw a few years ago. And yeah, a couple good comments in here, Ronnie says, and Ethan says, Sutton has been poo-poo at blocking. I, yeah, I, I don't know about poo-poo, but he's not been great. And that's supposed to be, his, he's a big body possession receiver. You're supposed to be a good blocker. Tim Patrick is one of the best blocking receivers in the National Football League. And that's it, comes down to effort. It comes down to attitude when you're someone like Cortland Sutton. You're supposed to be the alpha dog, number one wide receiver on the Broncos. You're very highly paid, very highly compensated, and you have the fan base behind you. You should be performing at a much higher level. So I understand the concern and the frustration with number 14. Uh, we need a better backup. Kevin G says, yeah, we'll have a better backup. I, I think this is the last year with Rippon and, um, J- Jared Guarantano Gitmo as the number three quarterback. They got to do something, um, at number two behind Russ. All right. couple more uh, questions we'll take here. Michael Williams says, do you think we should give the, the head coach? We should give the head for one more years. I'll take the PG 13 way out of that answer and say, I assume you mean the head coach. My opinion, you probably heard it by now, Michael. Um, I don't think he should get another year. I I, Ask me again. Okay, ask me again after week 18. Let me see how the Broncos respond from here. They're coming off a hard-fought loss to the Chiefs, and they're coming off a fairly impressive victory over the Cardinals. Let me see where they go from here on out. And it's going to come down to the other Kansas City game. If they win that game, I'm – maybe coming around and giving Hacka one more year. But right now you held a gun to my head and made me pick say, you know, it's your life's on the line. I'm saying, sorry, Nate, we gave it a try. We couldn't overcome all of the follies that you laid before you uh, earlier this year. Uh, What else has Vic Fangio? Aaron wants to know Vic Fangio or Pat Shermer gotten hired anywhere. I don't Pat. I don't know that he got hired. I thought I remember him getting like a consultant job on some staff or an advisor. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. And Vic Fangio has been out of football collecting his millions from the Broncos for doing nothing. Um, But there's scuttlebutt that if D'Amico Ryans leaves as defensive coordinator of the Niners, he's going to get a head coaching job that Vic Fangio is going to slide right in and work under Kyle Shanahan in the Bay area. So I don't think Vic will be out of work for long. All right, what else? I'll take one more question. One more question before we wrap it up this evening. It's so tough to choose just one because there's so many great comments and questions in here. Uh, I'll, I'll take two. Alessandro says, who should the Broncos bring back? Uh, Murray or Mac? Also promote Fleming. He has proven more than reliable than any other clowns. Again, this is repeating what I said earlier. It's just because the other clowns are so clownish that makes Fleming look better when in reality, Fleming is... You know, he has one of the red noses as well. That's my opinion. I'm not rushing to bring him back. But if they do on a one-year, $1.5 million contract, it's not going to ruin my day. In terms of the running backs, Latavius Murray has been really consistent. I know he's not the flashiest, the strongest, the biggest, uh, the, the fastest, whatever, but he gets the job done. He's reliable. He doesn't fumble. He's been a breath of fresh air after the Melvin Gordon disaster. So another situation where you want a veteran guy, you want to bring back some insurance behind Javante Williams next year. I'm probably going Latavius Murray over Marlon Mack. Uh, Okay. This is a perfect question to end on. We get this question almost every, it's almost coming like a, uh, okay, I'll take two more because I see uh, another one I want to get to, but Todd says, who is the worst Broncos coach? VJ, Vic, McDaniel, or Hackett, I would probably throw VJ out of the equation. I think he was a little in over his head, but there were more tangible results there with him on the sidelines. Vic the same thing. I uh, wasn't a fan of his McDaniel. There was more success. And I hate to say it. I know he only got a year and a half, but there was a little more that you can take away from his a head coach. I just think considering the hype and considering the roster that was given to him and considering All you got to do is put it on autopilot. All you got to do is be the coach that you promised that you would be, that you interviewed to be, and that you swore up and down to George Payton over tacos that you would be. That's all you had to do, and the Broncos would be a playoff team. And he couldn't do that. He failed miserably. So right now, I might be premature. You guys might disagree. I think the worst coach in Broncos history has been Nathaniel Hackett. Pretty sad. All right. That's gonna do what I think, guys. I'm looking through the comments. Uh Michael Davis, Zach, who was the last lightning in the bottle players the Broncos have rostered. I'm struggling to think of one. Lightning in the Bottle players. Uh I can't I can't think. I can't think of a player. I mean, I assuming you mean Michael, like a player the Broncos have signed that's um had just <clears throat> it broke out for that one year. Lightning in the bottle. Who would it be? I mean, really, what's been a standout player? that came out of nowhere in the last five years. I'm struggling. Philip Lindsay. That, that's all I got. Philip Lindsay. You're talking about an undrafted player from Colorado who was number six on the depth chart, worked his way to starter, made the pro bowl. That would be lightning in a bottle. But besides Lindsay, who they should have kept by the way, um, can't think of one. And, 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 Michael, I'm sorry if I interpreted that question incorrectly. I don't know if you meant in a bad way or a good way, lightning in a bottle. But if you went for a good way, I would say Philip Lindsay. That's going to do it, though, for the show this evening. Thank you all for tuning in to the solo edition of the Mile High Huddle podcast. Again, we're back on normally tomorrow. Chad will be alongside me. Scott will be in the background for the aftermath episode. But in the meantime, be sure as always, that you're following the account on Twitter at the MHH Pod. Uh, follow the main MHH account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. You can follow myself on Twitter at Kelberman NFL. Get some of our gear. You guys know what it is, where it is. HuddleUpPod.com and get your swag on. I promise you, it's good stuff in there. Check it out and Facebook.com/slash MileHighHuddlePod. Be sure you're liking that page, following that page. If you haven't, guys and gals, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priests a five-star review for a chance to win some of that sweet, sweet merch each and every month. But if anything, guys, as you see ticking below you or you're listening right now, subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. I want you guys to enjoy the Victory Sunday. I want you guys to enjoy your Victory Monday. A win is a big deal. At the NFL level, and especially for the Broncos, uh, where wins have been so hard to come by. Enjoy, guys. Keep your heads up, keep your chins up. We'll, we're back on tomorrow for the aftermath. Take care. And as always, go Broncos.
0: Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.